Mason's good start continues. The engineer discusses Timo Werner, the Sheikh discusses son replacements, and much more on this episode of the FPL Expats. Stay tuned. Today is uh, episode two of FPL Expats Pod. Uh, I'm your host, Elias Kharma, also known as at FPL Mason. I'm joined by Hassan at FPL Sheikh and Hassan as well at FPL Engineer. So today we'll be talking about quite a bit of topics. One of them is the worst game week ever. <laughs> We'll also be walking through what to do with Werner to, to stick or twist, along with Hyun Son and his injury. What are the most suitable replacements? What are the best front three options? Along with what captaincy options can be considered going, going forward. Uh, Hassan, Hassan, uh, how are you doing, guys? Hassan. I'm doing quite well after last night. Not so bad. <laughs> Uh, and and Hassan Atwe, tell, tell us. Yeah, how... I'm quite good. It was a bang average game week for me. Uh, I think uh, I'll start. Uh, I'll kick things off, and uh, I'll walk. I'll walk you through the game week in my eyes. Um, so I got a, I got a decent score, 52. Uh, I shifted and brought in KDB, who uh, blanked unfortunately, but. Uh, the double Southampton backline helped me out. Uh, TAA as well with God, only God knows why he got in the three, those three bonus points, but I'm not going to complain. <laughs> um, Pereira with an assist. Uh, Wilson with the greatest penalty in the history of life, of course. And uh, Harry Kane's assist. So I'm still sitting at 211 points after game week three. Overall around 60k. Uh, what about you, Hassan? Uh, basically, my team on Saturday and Sunday was full of blanks. Only DCL returned <laughs> for me. And uh, Raul chose to score a goal, but it was uh, it was not the expected direction. Uh, in the end, Robo came to the rescue and he saved me a bit. And also Martinez in goal. So that was So Monday night was quite good for me. Other than that, I cannot see any positives in the team from last week. But going forward, I'm quite, I'm quite satisfied and hoping to to do well. Uh, Atwe, what do you think, man? Tell us about your game week. My game week was really bang average. So the average of this game week was 43 points. I got 42 points. Um, McCarthy got me six with a nice clean sheet. Alexander Arnold with a, uh, with an assist and seven points, Vinagre zero points, and Davis lost his clear, his clean sheet uh, at the very last minute to a Wilson penalty, at uh, and uh, cost me that clean sheet. In the midfield, I replaced uh, Uba with uh, Kevin De Bruyne and and captained him, but he but he didn't return. Son, uh, as we all know, was injured. Manley grabbed a goal and Pereira grabbed an assist. And in front, Mitrovic and Werner blanked, while uh, uh, Carvalhoen uh, backed a goal with the six points. So overall, um, 
I'm now sitting at one uh, 199 points and with an over rank, uh, overall rank uh, 185k. Not too yeah. bad. I, I can take that shot that you hit regard, <laughs> at me regarding Wilson. I'll take that. Uh, just so you know, uh, Hassan and I, Afghan uh, uh, Sheikh, we discussed Jimenez a bit prior to the week and I told them I just want him to stay, stay, stay silent for a couple of weeks. I really didn't mean to talk to the Masons for the own goal. <laughs> I mean, uh, two points would have been better, but, but thank you, Mason, for the, for the ex extremism. I'm really sorry, week. man. And uh, concerning I'm overall really ranks, I thought, guys, we will not discuss the overall ranks at, at this point, but thank you. No, no, it, it, it shouldn't be, we're not discussing it. It's, it's too early to discuss it. But I'm yeah. just stating, uh, we're just stating our, our rank for, the, just a for, quick the, for the listeners. Yeah. It's just a quick overview for the listeners to know, to know where we're at at the moment. I'll also bring up one thing regarding this game week, and I think both of you would, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Penalties, guys. Penalties, penalties. You get a penalty. You get a penalty. Everybody and their mother get a penalty. In 26 games this year, there have been 20 penalties, six of which have been for handball. I mean, for 2019-2020, over 380 games, there were 92 pens with 19 for handball. At this rate, at the end of this season, if we continue like this, there'll be about 292 penalties with 88 for handball. I don't think this has happened in the history of football yeah I, don't... I, I think i hope i hope we don't continue like this or else we just have to put 11 uh, uh, penalty takers in our teams or at least the front uh, seven or eight penalty takers and we'll just move on with the game without without any change all season but uh, i think i've seen some somewhere that they might change this uh, rule or the the refs might uh, might look more into it and uh, we hope especially that handball rule we hope uh, that it could be fixed uh, soon and yeah maybe maybe the penalties will will start uh, to uh, to be less and less each uh, each game right uh, hassan uh, do you think this has influenced how you look at fpl right now I'd like to take your view. If on I wanna, this. if I wanna choose a team right now with these rules implemented, I would change all my team and put penalty takers, which, uh, which make, which would make FPL really boring. I have to be honest. I, I cannot see this continuing, and this would ruin football. It, it has ruined football until now. Uh, strikers are, are tempted to shoot at people's arms, defenders' arms. And this would be catastrophic for the for the game of football in general. For FPL, it's gonna be boring. Template will form soon if this if this keeps on going. You're gonna see the Vardys, the De Bruynes, the Richarlisons all in the teams, and there will be no no more fun in the game. Uh, I hope it changes soon. There are some positive positive news concerning the this weekend that referees are gonna be more lenient towards penalties. So let's uh, let's wait and see what's gonna happen. Uh, on the topic of scoring goals, um, we'll switch quickly to Timo Werner, one of the most owned strikers in the game, and he's had 
a bad run of form. His movement within the box has been suitable, but he hasn't really been getting the FPL points that we've hoped for. Um, I don't have Werner in my team. I haven't owned him, but uh, seeing as both of you have had what are you looking at for Timo? Are you looking to switch? Are you looking to keep? Hassan, the floor is yours, mate. Look, um, first, Timo, as, as you said, has been doing good in the team, but isn't doing good, good from FPL point of view. He has attempted 10 shots without yet finding the net in the Premier League, and I guess no player has taken more shots without scoring this season. What I did, I came Saturday night, I saw him uh, about to decrease in price and uh, Raul about to increase, so I, I sold him uh, a bit. <clears throat> but now after Son's injury, maybe most of us have, have more emerging issues to deal with, okay? Had, had I not transferred him out back then, I would have now kept him and fixed uh, the other problems in my team. And that's my idea now. So I, I would not advise removing Werner, for example, for a hit alongside, for example, removing Son or any other injuries or doubts in, in the team. Uh, for me, if you still have him and you have other issues, just fix uh, or, or remove the other players. But if you are, uh, if you are still want to replace him, Maybe I've got I've I've got some some good replacements, and I can I can share it with you uh, guys. First, I guess with the obvious option would be uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin if you haven't owned him yet. He's, he has good fixtures going forward. He has Brighton at home, then Liverpool at home, Southampton and Newcastle away. He's now the fourth fourth most owned player and most owned forward in the game. So I guess it's becoming risky not to, to uh, not to own him or to ignore him. Of course, we all know he scored five gold, five goals, none of which were from the penalties. He has the most xG in the game uh, in the Premier League, uh, about 1.4 per 90 minutes. And not to forget that he has all the creativity he needs around him: Rich, Richardson, uh, Hams, Dini, and even Coleman. So I guess my first choice, first choice would be DCL. Now, if you have DCL, there's a, a couple of other choices. First, I would say if you can stretch Tovardi at, uh, at 10 million, he has a couple of good home games. Uh, West Ham at home and Villa at home uh, are the two uh, next uh, games for Lister. And we all know Lister are getting penalties for fun now. Like... Uh, during during uh, the Premier League history, only Vardy, only Sterling got one more penalty than than Vardy in the Premier League, and no one no one has scored more goals than Vardy than Vardy uh, from the penalty spots, which which were 21 penalties. Also, he has the second uh, highest xG in the Premier League so far, after uh, Calvert Lewin with 1.21 per 90 minutes. Now, uh, concerning Vardy, he has he was taken off. He didn't complete the 90 minutes uh, last week. So, although Rogers said he he is fine, but 
I would rather wait till Friday for the press conference to get sure that Fadi is fine and will play uh, the next on the next uh, weekend. Uh, another option, another demanding option, I can say, is Raul. He has also very good uh, four next fixtures. Three of them are at home against Fulham, Newcastle, and Crystal Palace, and they travel to Leeds. And we all know how how, how efficient Raul is. He's, he's less likely, in my opinion, to, to hold big time, but can always bring the eight, nine points uh, to your team every every single game week. And don't let that own goal push you, push you back. I guess he will probably come back with a bang versus Fulham. Fulham, one of the worst defenses uh, in the Premier League so far. He's averaging uh, around 3.3 shots in a match. He's on penalties. And of course, he's not playing any midweek, any midweek games. So he's a good... Uh, option and he's the one that I got instead of uh, Timo Werner. One last option in my opinion is uh, not last option but one another good option in my opinion is Ings. He has a, a couple good uh, good fixtures um, or mixed fixtures can I say he has uh, now he has West Bromwich at home with this really good then Chelsea away Everton at home and then Aston Villa away. And since Look, Ings is everything in, 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 in Saints. Since the, last, the start of the last season, he has scored 25 goals out of uh, Saints, 54 goals uh, in Premier League. That's around 46%. And no one has uh, scored more goals in the Premier League in this period. As we all know, he's, he's on penalties now also. He took them from... Uh, World Browse, and we, we've seen Saints playing finally a solid game uh, versus Burnley, and if they can hold on to that and start uh, playing some more, uh, start showing some more consistent uh, performance, I would, uh, I would, yes, I would uh, like uh, advise Ings or the owners of, of Team Werners if they have good relationship with Ings or if they see, uh, the, I see him as a good replacement uh, for, uh, for, for, for Werner. Couple of more, uh, couple of more uh, options, but more differential options. I would say Mopé from, uh, from uh, Brighton. He's also on penalties and he's looking, Brighton are looking good so far. And, also, uh, Bamford from Leeds, he scored three goals in three games. Will he continue scoring like that? We don't know, but he's showing form. Leeds are good, very good uh, team going forward, and he could be another option if you want to invest the money elsewhere. Cheers, Hassan, for the information. Uh, I'd like to move quickly regarding the other lad that's got uh, an exodus this week and it's been Hyung Min Son the, after becoming Spurs' um, most clinical finisher with most shots on target from the Spurs team and most goals of course until now um, he's unfortunately been injured and it seems like he's not going to be back soon even though he has a track record of 
healing quite quickly. I'd like to, again, I'm not a Yongming Son owner. I'd like to see both your views regarding who to bring in and and what options you got. Um, Hassan, uh, take it away, mate. So, apparently you don't own any injured player or uh, or any unlucky player, Mr. Elias. Anyways, uh, moving to Sun replacements. Yeah, Sun Sun was a great option this week. Unfortunately, he was he was pretty tired after a long week playing 90 minutes in the Europa League was not the best. Uh, moving forward, I already moved on from Sun. Unfortunately, I've got some options that could interest FPL players if they want to move from him, unless they are planning to keep him and see his injury. The first option for me and the most obvious one, if you are not able to afford above Sun's price range, uh, it's Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes have been has been involved in every move that Leicester have, have made going forward. The two penalties that Vardy got during the last game week were from passes by Harvey Barnes. Okay, he did not score FPL points, but he's looking really, really attractive going forward. Some stats concerning Harvey Barnes. Of course, he's 7.0 million. He scored one goal. He's the fifth between the below nine price range. Fifth in the Premier League, he's had 12 shots first below 9 million. Shots on target were seven. Of course, it's first as well. Shots in the box, 10. First again, big chances, one only. Uh, his XG is promising. He's got 1.54. He's not on penalties. But his shots on target are uh, getting more and more frequent. He's yet to haul, but I see him... Going forward, he's going to be a very good option, uh, especially with Lister's run. Of course, he, he has going for he has Everton away, Crystal Palace away, West Brom at home, Tottenham away, and Burnley at home. Harvey Barnes is a very good option. He's, he's a differential. He's not very highly owned. I would advise going to Harvey Barnes if you have other, especially if you want to free up some money elsewhere. The second option is Zaha. Zaha has been... Very good, starting this uh, this season. Uh, historically, he's not been the greatest FPL asset. He's been a troll sometimes, but he's been consistent this year. Uh, he's hoping he goes, he continues his run. He has three goals already. Uh, the first in the midfield is below nine. He's got eight shots, fourth below nine. Shots on target, three, second. Shots in the box, seven. Big chances, three. He's the first below nine. And his XG is 1.79. It's the first among midfielders below nine million. His assisting prowess is not that much showing. He has an XA of 0.41. Another option, of course, he's already very popular. Uh, James Rodriguez, he's already risen in price twice. He's playing in, in Everton. And he's a, he's been a world-class player before. Uh, he's he's got one goal, six shots, shots on targets are two, three shots in the box, and his xG is is not the greatest. He's 0.37, but he's been really creative in the Everton midfield. Now my pick, and the one who I moved for, is gonna be a bit surprising. Is he's, he's Trossard from Brighton. Trossard, as we all saw against United, he was phenomenal. He hit the woodwork twice or three times, if I remember correctly. 
He's got one goal so far. He has eight shots, three of them on target. He had two, two shots in the box. Big chances, he created two, which is second below nine million. His XG is 1.04, and for six million, I think that was that's uh, really impressive. He's got one assist already, seven key passes. He, he has an XA of 1.08, third among below nine million midfielders, and he has created two big chances. He has scored 15 FPL, FPL points so far, and at six million, I don't think you can go wrong with Trossard. Uh, considering his run is not that bad, he has Everton away, Crystal Palace away, West Brom at home, Tottenham away, and then Burnley at home. Uh, for me, these are the options, and these would free up some money for you, and you can expand elsewhere and upgrade whatever burning issues you have in your team. Look, now I have. If you don't want to free up some money, if you want to use uh, the 9 million of e or even have a bit more, yeah. I've got two options, two differential options for you. First, I'll go with Rashford. So if you want to, if you can stretch up to 9.5, you, you gotta go with Rashford. He's big differential, only, only owned by 6.1%. And he had a good stats for in the first uh, two game weeks, especially versus Bright, uh, Brighton. Like he, his his final third passes were good, 90% of uh, succeeded passes. He got um, he created one chance, got two shots, had two successful dribbles, and he has the second highest uh, expected goals uh, after Bruno, who scored from the penalty, of course which he might share with Bruno in the future. We, we, uh, Bruno said that I don't mind sharing uh, penalties, so we don't know what, what would uh, happen there. His, my only concern about Rashford and United are their fixtures. The fixtures are a bit tricky. They have three home games in the next four, but the home games are against Spurs, Chelsea, and Arsenal, and they travel to Newcastle. Now my other, my second differential pick is Riyad Mahrez. First, he's uh, he's now priced at 8.4. He already dropped in price. He's very low owned, around three percent. And City have good fixtures. They travel to Leeds, then they face Arsenal at home, and then they travel to West Ham United and Sheffield United. Although he played one game, we can, I can build up a lot from the stats, but he, he already grabbed a goal and assist, had the most shots between, between City players, the most key passes between City players are joined with the Kevin De Bruyne, and an ex, uh, expected assist of 0.52, also the most between the City players. Now, you might ask me about the rotation about, uh, with Pep, and, and he might not start every week. But with the injuries up front for, uh, for Pep, Aguero and Chris, both, both, are, both are injured. One of the midfield, midfielders will step up front. Maybe Sterling, maybe Foden, maybe Kevin De Bruyne, maybe Mahrez. So there's, also, there's always that free spot in the mid. And I expect Mahrez, at least for the short term, to start. Uh, every game uh, under Pep, uh, Pep Guardiola. 
so yeah that's that's my second pick and uh, if you if you don't want to uh, go with the highly owned players as as Hassan said FPL Sheikh these are two differential picks you can choose from that's quite a quite a big selection again for the listeners out there it tends to everybody's different taste whether you want to go big or you want to or you want to bring your bring the value down and keep them in the bank and see where you're going to want to invest I'd be intrigued to see where Bruno Fernandes uh, pops up going forward. Uh, I believe the lad, as you said, he he's more of an upgrade rather than a downgrade, especially he's on pens and with the chance creation that he has along with the cor- his spot kick duties and with his corners, he'd be in addition. But again, uh, I believe he's more of a wait and see. Both uh, sets of options are great for everybody that we consider. But moving on swiftly from the midfield to the forwards, I think we've gotten to see a lot of different players up top than we'd usually see. Um, we have a variety with premiums as well as cheap, uh, cheaper ones. And we have quite a bit of mid Priced options, uh, Hassan. Would you would you would you kindly discuss your best front three? Okay, for me, uh, uh, the front three has to have DCL in their in their uh, team. He has the highest XG. He has his his price is really good, even though he he he's at seven point six now. Seven point four. Seven point four. I may rise again before. He may rise again. Uh, his ownership is scary at the moment. I don't think anyone should go without him unless you want to be a differential or a maverick. You can go to Richarlison, who is on pens also. So these two options are very very good on the front. Antonio could uh, could be in, in front also. The only issue with Antonio right now is his fixtures. They are they are not the best. He has Leicester away, Spurs away, City at home, Liverpool away, and Fulham uh, at home. So Antonio, after the Liverpool game, he could be a very good option. His stats are incredible. He's everywhere on the pitch. He chips in with goals, assists, everything. But for now, I would hold on Antonio. Raul, we all know Raul, Mr. Consistent. Uh, I think he should be for his run. He should be in your front three, without talking too much about his stat because already Atwi discussed his stats. And Ings also was discussed by Atwi. Front, my front three would be Calvert Lewin, Raul, and Ings going forward. Okay, uh, my front three going forward are, of course, as you said, DCL. Uh, I would also choose Raul as I own him right now. And my third pick would be, if you can stretch to him, would be Vardy. As I said before, he's, so, he's clinical, he's on penalties. Leicester are getting so much penalties. But uh, if you can't, I would also go for Ings as my third forward uh, alongside Raul and, uh, and DCL. Let's switch to what are we going to consider for captaincy options this week. Um, I believe I'd like to bring up um, one topic which is 
the worst defenses. Now, one strategy in FPL is looking at the the team that just can't defend to save its life. And the teams that conceded the most goals until now are West Brom with 11, Fulham with 10, Leeds and Wolverhampton with 7. However, with most uh, with the teams that have conceded most big chances, we're looking at, again, West Brom with 11, Fulham and Leeds at 8. And Wolves, Southampton, Manchester United, Arsenal, and Crystal Palace at seven. Uh, these are stats that aren't to be brushed off. They're very, they're very well important because these show you what a team, how likely a team is to concede. And again, I know that uh, there's a variation between what uh, what strength of schedule each team has had, but these are very much things to consider. We can even look at how many goal attempts they've conceded and West Brom keep on taking taking the cake with 52 chances conceded uh, Newcastle with 51 Leeds with 50 and Sheffield with 46 uh, for one to go into the numbers and to dissect these are things that are food for thought you can look at them and say Okay, so let's take a look at who West Brom are facing this week. And you might say, all right, how about Danny Ings? Uh, I'm not one to own, but that could be a strategy. Uh, Atwe, uh, I'd like to take your view on this, please. Okay, for game week four, we have various and uh, many options for the captaincy. I'll start with the most obvious one and the one that I will uh, go with probably, which is Kevin De Bruyne. We, we, we all saw and uh, realized how Man City were awful versus Lister. But at the same time, we can take into consideration that they, were, they had no strikers. So KDB had no one to aim his crosses at, no one to tap in the, 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 uh, any crosses. And we know that Sterling is not a pure uh, striker or poacher. <clears throat> at, the sa- at the same time, KDB has created so far nine chances and had four shots on target. And who, and who are they facing? They are facing Leeds. We know that Leeds is a very good team going forward, but they just don't defend. They don't like defending. So I'm, I'm expecting goals from both sides. And... Because Leeds create lots of chances, but also give up a lot of chances too. As you said, they considered eight big chances so far, and which are the double than the than Lister's number, which they only considered four. If we want to compare the two teams, they had they considered 33 shots in the box, which and which of them 16 on target, and they had they have an X goals conceded. Again, expected goals conceded of 5.9, which is only second worst uh, in the Premier League to West Bromwich Albion. And let's not forget, Leeds have conceded or given up three penalties so far this season, more than any other team. And here uh, we can see how uh, appealing is uh, KDB is as a, co- a captaincy option this this game. Might, some might argue that 
Salah and Mane are also good options. Of course they are. They are always good options. But in my opinion, they have a tough game. Villa comes off uh, with a back-to-back clean sheets of, uh, from the two games that they played. And they have four out of the clean sheets out of the six, the last six games they played, which three of them were at home. Also, they, they add a couple uh, Cash and Martinez, which have strengthened up their, defenses, their, def- their defense and only conceded one big chance during the two games they, they played. And they have an expected goal conceded with only 1.65, which I think the best in the, in the league so far. So, of course, Liverpool could still win the game, but... For me, it's still risky to go with one of them. Um, also, if you if you want to target the, the the worst defense in the league, which is of course West Brom, they have the most uh, expected goals conceded, which eight, which is 8.84, which is really high number. They conceded 11 goals in three games and 11 big chances. So we might go with Ings. Ings is a big differential captaincy choice. But still, we, we say we say differential. We can't rely on him 100% to to get uh, a good hole or a good score this game. One other one other uh, differential captain I would say is Raúl Jiménez versus Fulham. They also considered eight big chances. And uh, an expected goals conceded, which was 4.76 during the first three games. We all saw them also versus uh, Villa, how, how poor defensively they were, they were. And Raul could always and is always a, rea- a rea- reliable option up front to score at, at least one goal. We can also go for Aubameyang and uh, the Everton options. They are all could be considered, but for me, I'm going with KDB uh, this week. Let's. What about you, uh, Hassan? Uh, I think you've covered the, all the options that are viable this weekend. Uh, Salah away from home is not is not uh, my cup of tea. Uh, Raul is really intriguing. I think he would want to bounce back from that mistake at, in the weekend. He could he could get two two three goals in my opinion against a very 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 weak Fulham side. Uh, on the other hand, you want the reliable the the Man City that are ruthless when they are at the back of a defeat. KDB, if City are to score without their main strikers, KDB is gonna be involved. Uh, the safe option for me is KDB. The Maverick option could be Raul. And I don't own Aubameyang, but against the Sheffield side who is depleted at the back, Aubameyang is a great option. What about you, Elias? I'd like to comment a bit about Atwi's take on uh, Aston Villa, to be fair. I understand that they've gotten back-to-back clean sheets, but I just want to give a bit of perspective. This is against a, a Mitrovic-centric Fulham side. Uh, again, 
wherever Mitro takes Fulham, they'll go. And it's also against the Sheffield side that that were recorded. And uh, I, I again, it's more of the immovable the immovable object versus the unstoppable force. Salah has had again uh, most most shots in the Premier League. And he's created most chances in the Premier League. And uh, he's always a reliable option uh, that you can look at. Let's remind ourselves, had uh, Diego Jota not missed a sitter, all of that bust-up in the Arsenal game, we could have seen Salah really take it forward. And he would have hurt a lot of people that didn't captain or didn't even own. Uh, we included, of course. But <laughs> uh, for me, KDB and Salah remain my two options that I consider. I wish I had Ings. He'd give me another dilemma. But uh, I'm going to keep my emphasis on one of KDB and Salah. I'm, I'm still unsettled, to be fair. Fair enough. Uh-huh. I believe that's all there is to the podcast and uh, that gives us the closing on episode two. I hope to all the listeners you enjoyed the whole experience. Uh, Make sure to comment to the tweet regarding this with your feedback, anything you'd like us to add, any segments you want us to go with, and any comments. Other than that, take care and uh, see you next time.